0: Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to the episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host Bill T. Well, episode one sixteen, man, we're cranking them out for you. Matter of fact, you guys just got a bonus. You got an extra episode this week for some cutting edge news about VW trends, which you'll kind of hear me allude to in this podcast, which is recorded before we released that one, and it was scheduled to be re- released uh, before. But as things happen, news broke right out of the gate, so we had to drop that podcast a little bit early. So there's a couple things I talk about. on. One of the things I talk about on here is uh, about the Trends magazine release, and then the other one is still yet to be determined. So uh, there's still more secrets I got for you guys, but on this episode, George and I hammered out back and forth. We talked about a lot of different things junkyard disappointments uh four lug wheels do they really make any good looking four lug wheels well i got a surprise for you because i just snatched up a set of four lug wheels from my homie that laced me up with the cosmics before cosmics were cool and uh these are a a unique looking wheel that we're going to try to roll them out on the type 34 and see how you like it so um We also talk about vintage V-dubs. Vintage V-dubs make some news out there. So we kind of bring up them for a few minutes. So you guys might want to listen to that. Can you put too many accessories on a car? You possibly can. But we also get some project updates on the uh, chop rod photo shoot George was in. And we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about on this episode. So good stuff. Buckle up. Get ready. But first, let's give some shout outs to some of my people that have been uh, hitting us up. Five-star reviews, picking up some merch, sending emails to the podcast. Don't forget, you want to send an email to the podcast. It's bill at letstalkdubs.com. Shoot an email with any of your questions that you got. And I'd be more than happy to answer your questions or bring them up on the next podcast where I got George in here we'll do some listener email. So you guys want some email, some questions you want answered, fire away and we'll put them on the next podcast and get you guys a shout out. So don't forget to go to builtletstalkdubs.com, punch out that email, send in your questions, concerns, complaints, or whatever you want, but we'll be waiting for them. Shout outs this week. First one goes to... Jonathan Jenkins. Jonathan Jenkins gives us a five-star review. He says, awesome to have a podcast devoted to the VW scene. There isn't a lot of VW shows going on right now uh, up north by me, but this show helps me, keeps me up to date on what's going on in the VW scene up north. Also, Dustin O'Hara hits me up from the West Virginia area and uh, hits me up with a bunch of suggestions for upcoming podcasts from uh, people down south over there, and we'll for sure get some of these guys on here. Make sure you guys take the time and share this podcast with some of your friends. Go down to the little icon wherever you listen to the podcast, copy the link, uh, share the episode, do whatever you can cuz we love when you share the podcast. It just helps us continue to keep growing. We're growing each week. There's big improvements on downloads and listens, so we're getting there guys. It's getting big. Uh, and anybody who's anybody's listening to the podcast is we got even more power pack podcasts coming up with some really good guests. So you'll hear about some of them uh, on, on In this podcast as well Some people we've been wanting to get on So hold tight guys There's a lot of people in the VWC scene we're going to get to Let's get into it this week With Bill and George Talking about the Potpourri stuff On this week's Let's Talk Dubs A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have a problem. everybody. Well, we're back again with the Round Table. We got George T on the mic. George, what's up? What's up everybody? Well, we're back at it. So, I am fresh back from the Baja. That's right, guys. I went down there and I raced the Baja. I think oh, okay, it wasn't really a race. It, it was easy. like a race to taco shops is what it was. But uh I was gone for the past week and uh was down in uh Mexico and uh using my Spanglish. To get around my crew, but every year I do a, a one week trip down there to Mexico, and one of these years I'm going to grab Georgie Boy and take him on with me so he can get dirt in his hair and and freak out and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't yeah. like dirt in the hair, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good time, man. Uh, down there for that week, and then I did get some pictures of some goofy VW. Uh, VW home built projects that are down there, and uh, I might post those up on Instagram coming up. But uh, just doing a roundtable, my boy George T, get you guys caught up with some of the things that we're working on just recently, and uh, some updates of some of the cars and things we got going on. So I'll kind of fire off first a little bit, uh, George. I'm gonna go ahead and talk like I was working on it, but George is working so on Chop it. Rod. I'll, I'll uh, take <laughs> it from
1: here, Bill, since I did the work <laughs> on it.
0: George worked on Chop Rod for me this week. We we're supposed to it was, it was gonna be like a brothers project. And then I ended up, and then uh, George- Well, this is
1: actually how it went down. I fixed the linkage for you here. Right. And I was like, you know, we got that beam. We might as well just mm-hmm. put it in. Right. So as soon as I fixed the linkage, you take the car out, and you start doing squirrely burnouts in the street because, you know, what? that's what you do.
0: That's what you do, bro. You get a little, you taste the power.
1: By the way, this car has been to Cars and Coffee twice, and I'm sure all kinds of driving around. Yeah. We get that sucker to the shop and actually put it up on a lift neck and actually inspect it, you know? Do things you're supposed to do when you first buy a car, like
0: actually look at things. You got time for that? Who's got time ah. for that crap?
1: Gear oil, gear oil. What's that stuff? Gear
0: oil is for sissy.
1: Two rib boots. My uh, my my and boy Dean ta- Lands gave me a
0: hand changing them boots out <laughs> on, ta- on the old. And we chop ain't talking rod. about uh, we ain't talking about cowboy boots here. We're talking about axle boots. Axle boots gone. Yeah. So this car, so it this, had vented axle boots. Yeah. So this, yeah, they were thoroughly vented. This car had been sitting since you guys saw the video that I posted on Instagram when I bought the car in Big Bear. And uh, I brought it here. I putted it around the neighborhood. George, I think we worked. It, we worked on a linkage once before. We did. You know what's funny? I, I came here to work on the
1: linkage. I, I came here. You weren't here. Mm-hmm. And it was that super windy day. Yeah. And I knew I was going to be firing the car up, and I hate firing up inside garages because you smell like it all day. So I went to push it out oh, of the garage. She, and she runs rich. Oh yeah, she she was at the time. I went to push it out of the garage, and it wouldn't push backwards. Mm-hmm. I had and check it. I go check. It's in neutral. No E brakes on, and it won't push backwards. I push forward, it goes. I go to push backwards again, and it won't go. So I, 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 I put I put my back into it, mm-hmm, <laughs> and uh, heard be. a nice big clunk, yeah. and the car actually went backwards. That I was means like, it's freed up. I said, oh, that's weird. I wonder, what the, I wonder what's going on there. Like, the something right. I never even paid attention. Oh, by the way, we drove it to the shop. We didn't tow it to the shop.
0: <laughs> I'm bro, she, <laughs> drove she it. runs. She runs, we Hey, and
1: she does run good.
0: Registration? Who needs it, bro?
1: I went through, oh, I, I did the valves, um, synced the carbs, Obviously, we got that. We got one adjusting screw that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, one carb is or one cylinder is the way it was, however, it was set when it was installed. But that thing rips. I oh, think runs pretty, runs I, pretty I, I was coming back getting froggy with anybody who would even look like they wanted it, to race.
0: awesome <laughs> i hit you with the stock shifter right here.
1: There's nothing better than being in a fast bug and when it's nice and torquey, when you can just blip the
0: throttle and it does that nice jump. Like yeah, the, you do <laughs> not and, it, right? <laughs> and, and it's been so long since since I've driven a fast bug, especially a bug with a with a loud exhaust on it like that. Like, it gets people's attention with just yeah. how loud the exhaust is. You know, it's got a pretty loud rumble to it. And I was riding the other day. I was driving it when I was driving over the, to the shop where we were going to do that work. And then uh, there's some people looking, dude. And I had to give them a little rot rot when I was kind of cruising Brake by. Just, just let him know. You might get some. You don't look sideways at me. I tell you, you what. Get some.
1: That Mustang didn't want none. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was a newer Mustang, and I was like, oh, this guy's, you know, loud exhaust, all this stuff. And I, I got next to him and did the old, right? Yeah. And he just let. I was like, come on, man. That's if it. I
0: own that Mustang and someone did that to me, they see the, you got to drop the hammer. They see the claws come out. They see the claws come out.
1: And but, then I was next to some guy who's, uh, you know, they're one of those SEMA-sponsored cars. Where they're trying to look like it where they got every name on their mm-hmm. quarter panel yeah. of every part they Except put on the car. like, mom, dad. And super loud know. exhaust and all that stuff he didn't yeah, want none I either get,
0: I, I don't get that vibe that bro. was one of
1: those scion what are they the t whatever that it's a scion S, the, and a toyota the, and a whatever like a subaru B, wherever B, the heck that thing is a brz nice and loud he yeah. didn't want none he backed off immediately
0: yeah it's uh it's it's a different it's a different vibe just riding around a street fighter dude just like something that's ready to do battle and
1: now i trust it to drive around now because we actually went through and did
0: things that's, to it that's crazy bro. how'd the brakes feel when you drove it bro i trust Did they it. stop it yeah <laughs> I that was remember. a bonus. They stopped. I don't remember. I didn't really. I wasn't really concerned with the brace, the brakes. I was just trying to stomp the throttle. But yeah, it runs real good. We we got the Berg linkage arms on there. So with the forty eights, if you don't put these Berg arms on there, when you're when you're trying to step on the throttle, it's got this huge jump where it goes from like idle to wide open throttle. Well, that was
1: just it, it was improper setup. He had the the wrong linkage pieces on the car bears themselves. Yeah, right. the proper and, arms going to it. Just well, yeah, and the the,
0: the linkage pieces that you buy, it relocates the pivot point for mm-hmm. the uh, for the arms that come down. And by relocating the pivot point for those arms, what ends up happening is it starts to uh, it's a it's a smoother throttle transition. So, so now the pedal's like smooth all the way through, versus it was like herky like a stock feel but Only I mean, one
1: spring being used too. By the way, like we don't we're going to have both springs. That's how smooth yeah. it works now. It was before there was like. Yeah, so couldn't get a thing to return.
0: So part of the part of the thing now, you know, you go and buy that car, and you're buying a car that was you know built in '86, and it's been filled with here and there for all these years. And now it's like now getting the car to where you can actually use it and drive it and yeah. like go out there, start it up. Safety, don't yeah. Don't stop don't with all those brakes that walls. function. Look, bro, one and front it's dual circuit too, by Sorry. the way.
1: So if we lose the backs, the fronts will still work, and vice
0: remember, versa. We got the e brake, dude. That'll work. Um, yeah, over a justy break. By the way, I forgot. But to yeah, that. so we we have uh, so so now we did the front beam, and the kind of bummer about it was I was looking for a narrowed beam, and I I did a little trade online. I threw it up on the internet. I started calling people, right? So I started calling people uh, that were online. And there's a guy listens to the podcast, and I hit him up. He's like, "Oh, you do the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah." He says, "Oh, cool. That'd be cool to meet you, man." I said, "Yeah, no problem." And then I was gonna go get this four inch narrow beam with no shock tires and all this business. And then George's like, "Don't go get a beam with no shock towers." And I was like, "Bro, all the cool kids are doing it." And he wouldn't mm-hmm. let me do it, so I ended up just throwing. And so I had the set of fukes that were just sitting here, and I and they were they were powder coated black or something. I tried to sell them to a friend, and he didn't want to buy them. And then I was just kind of like, "I'll throw these online and just see who wants to trade for a narrow beam. That's a fair deal. Replica fukes four deep six and four and a half, which is a pretty good, dang deal for yeah. That they're, narrow. They're beam. worth more
1: than a narrow beam, yeah.
0: And the narrow wheel guy, I was like, oh, two inches, perfect." Because you know me, I'm not a sucked in front wheel guy. But mm-hmm. in the same respect, after you do the math, I think I think the total narrow track is three eighths on each side, three eighths of an inch on yeah, each side. Yeah, because the disc brakes added some track. Too. Because the disc brakes add five eighths to two inch narrowed beam, an inch on each side, which seems like almost nothing to narrow beam. But it, you know, the car looks perfect with the wheels, like fully it fill looks the wheel well. Correct. Yeah, is what it looks. And and now it's air correct and safe with the with the wide five disc brakes on there in the front. Shout out to Russell from Old Speed <clears> for uh, for hooking it up and uh, set me up with a set of those drop spindles too. Yeah, the almost. drop drop spindles and the disc brake setup. So um, that and dual circuit is, So that. that 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 setup is is nice and, and ready to go. So that car I'll be out of Cars and Coffee this weekend and uh so that car you're gonna get that door handle fixed inside <laughs> bro now see now you just remind me <laughs> come on man now i gotta put you door can't take it out on, like dude? you gotta put a door handle on
1: you no, gotta put a door panel bro. i don't know door panel maybe you gotta, yeah, you know you gotta do the car inside, some dude. justice you do have to oh
0: no dude i just want to you know what i'm gonna do i want to start up saturday morning and drive to somewhere and in, in my car and you're gonna yeah and i'm gonna and you're gonna pull a cord to open a door <laughs> So and then, we, so my uh, a buddy of mine. I, I think I think I may have mentioned it <clears throat> on a podcast or two a little bit ago about Hefe, Our buddy Hefe here in town. He's the guy that I bought the Cosmics from back in two thousand seven or eight. I bought those Cosmics uh, from him for the Type Thirty Four gear when the Type Thirty Four gear was being built, and uh, he always has this real, real particular. Look out for like real oddball kind of wheels that that are kind of cool. So he hit me up and he randomly calls me and he's like, "Hey man, I got this set of wheels. They're pretty rare. They're four lug wheels out of Europe, and um, you know maybe you want to hook them up on on a car." And then I looked at the wheels. I said, "You know they're they're you know they're not the prettiest looking wheel, but they're they're definitely a cool wheel, and especially for a four lug setup for an actual VW four lug setup, it's a real." A, a real interesting wheel set. Definitely setup. original. Yeah, original I've never wheels. seen those set. And, and that's a thing. Like when you're doing a car, like, you Did know. Did you tell them what they are? No. Nobody gets to know what they are. I mean, they mm. get to know. They're they're they're, they're roll nile. By the way,
1: this will be the second time that Hefe has pulled through with some super rare oddball yeah, yeah, wheels.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and he knows the guy to go to that's going to get them wheels some justice, right? Because we're going to get them wheels displayed. And uh, I don't want to have to stay and start a new wheel craze. I probably not because it's a four lug wheel. And that's the thing when you look at the world of four lug wheels, it's like really, really it's a very difficult. shallow pool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot. Pretty much one in my boat. Well, the type two liters. That's it. Yes and no. Like on a square back, on a square back, I could, I could actually see a set of eight spokes looking good for if you're doing like a cow mm-hmm. look, like an '80s cow look car. Horrible. Four like eight eight spokes remind me of the '80s, bro. You know. And uh, But, I mean, when you're talking like four lug wheels that you'd run on on a car you're building today to today's style, the only real wheel you got out there that's looking anything decent is going to be the four lug. I like two four lug wheels. There's two four lug wheels in my book. There's the two-liter alloy, Mm -hmm. and then there's the uh, four lug Cosmic. And I had a set of original four lug Cosmics, too, on my Mexican bug before – Anybody had four Love Cosmics, too, before. Those were repops. My goodness, did you start that trend, too? I'm that trend, too, bro. I'm all over the <laughs> place. You know, that's what I'm busy doing. You can't find me at work. Why? Cause I'm busy starting trends, dude. Just busy. Trend setting. So, uh, I got those wheels that are going to be going on there, those, those Ronals. Those will be pretty dope. I got to figure out how to get, them to, to get them real punched out where they you stand just up they quite now. a bit. I said they're Ronals, but they don't know oh. what kind. So, I'm sure some people could do some research Once and figure again, it out. Pretty shallow pool. It is a shallow <laughs> <laughs> sh- sh- pool, dude. But uh, I actually, well, I, was, I was surfing the internet not long ago, and I found a, I found a set of five, the Penta Ronals, the five-star like I have on my Corvair, which were all the rage in the 80s, and they had a set on the VW, the VW Trans Panel Bug that they built that was white with the white wheels on it. They had five, the five, the Penta Ronals on there, and I actually found a set of those five on one thirty. And I almost drove down to pick them up before I went to Mexico. And then I was just like, "What am I going to do that set of wheels for?" Because I thought those wheels would look dope. Like if I did those wheels in a in a platinum color, those wheels would look dope if I put them on the carbon cap just to switch up the look. To go the five what size really? They're sixteen by 16 sevens. was a kid toy. They, they would just they would just look legit. <laughs> Child's get <play>. them. Out. <laughs> but anyway, so I didn't end up buying those wheels. But uh, there's a lot of wheels on there, and there's one set of wheels I'm looking at. So if anybody's if anyone's listening to this podcast. And you're going to find – now, don't go steal this idea, bro. You just find these wheels. You do the right thing, and you bring them to letstalkdubs.com. Look it up. Look it up on the email on the internet. you go to letstalkdubs.com and come get them wheels to me. What I'm actually – what I, the wheels I would like are a set of Speedline uh, Porsche wheels that came like on the CTR Porsche. So, like the same Speedlines that were on the Selene that I had, mm-hmm. those same Speedline wheels they made the – Roof had them on the uh, Yellowbird, the, uh, the 911 that they made that was like a – Record holding 911 is faster than one the Porsche built, but they made some repops of those wheels because the original Yellowbird ones, like I could buy a set right now. They're like six grand for a set, Mm -hmm. but they're like the fronts are seventeen nines and the rears are seventeen. Might have a trouble tucking those. Yeah, yeah, you're not tucking those on a bus.
1: So uh, considering we got about a millimeter on each side of the back wheel right now, and I think we're eight and a in the back right now. Yeah, or are they nines?
0: They're they're I think they're they're eight and a Yeah, and, and there's halves. about
1: a millimeter on the fender well and a millimeter mm-hmm. of the spring plate. So I that's think all we're good, bro. That's all you need, and but that's with a narrow torsion.
0: That's a set of wheels I'd love to see on a Volkswagen, and a set of those uh, the the roof CTR wheels, but um, or the speed lines are actually called speed lines. I don't know the model number on it, but they're dope. Um, but yeah, wheels wheels are one of those things where it's like. The right wheels on a car change. They make or break they change everything. You know, we were just talking to Brian, which was a podcast that came out last week. We we're talking to Brian about you know, he did some wheels on his type thirty-four Gia where he did those three piece uh BBS wheels, kind of yeah. like what like what you have, right? So that's what he yeah, Brian hit me
1: up when I posted my bus up and then showed me that he had them go on his. Nice. And but his are all freshly painted and his look really nice. Mine haven't been restored yet.
0: Yeah. So I mean it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty important the wheels that you get on a car, and and the, like I said, when you start working, looking in the world of four lug wheels, there's a there's not a lot out there. So the great
1: thing is when you get away from the VW, like when you get away from the the pigeonhole of oh mm-hmm. these are VW wheels, and you start thinking out of that. Like my my lug pattern's not, I mean, funny enough, my lug pattern is VW because it's five hundred one twelve,
0: and yeah, but five hundred one twelve is also Mercedes, and that opens up a whole other wheel, a whole other well,
1: gangster look. I got Bay Window when Russ makes my kit, he, uh, made my kit. He did it with uh, Bay Window front. So, 50112 was the pattern I put in the rear as well.
0: Yeah. You know, so, I think one of the cool things. So, here's how I look at it, right? The cool thing. Like, I can't do four lug Cosmics on my Type 34 because people have you know, already, done already, too, already done it. Somebody's already done it. Yeah. and, and uh I think if you if you're able to pull it off and do something that's devastating with a four-lug wheel on there it's going to be even better. You know, that's just that's just another 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 cool thing that you did that people aren't really expecting because everybody thinks it's all been done. And there's there's a few four-lug wheels out there that uh that are things that you may have may have may have not seen before like these wheels that I'm going to be putting on there. I haven't really seen them before, but so that's what we've been working on. That's what uh, George's been helping well, me with just here the, at the, the shop. Chop rod. Yeah, it's just that's just that's just a chop rod, and then me picking wheels out for a car I haven't even started on yet. So that's my priorities are all dialed in. What's
1: really funny is like you're gonna look at that chop rod, and you can't even tell it's got a different beam in it.
0: That was a ton
1: of work for, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a lit, I mean, just the slightest of narrow.
0: Yeah, It's
1: a, is not really noticeable, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's not but when you're running those tires in the front you know and i think i, w- I put bigger tires in the front right i think i did the 155s yeah i got the 155 60s or 155. yeah something like that yeah it's yeah. so a little wider tire because yeah, i, I hate a one, I patch. hate a 135 i hate a 145 like they were all cool when i was broken didn't have no money i mean i used to used, i used to get gangster on the temps but you can't kill greg blakeney
1: turned me onto that tire size there he has them on uh, sherry's convertible
0: yeah you kill yourself with those so uh, so, George, what have you been working on? I mean, we just had uh, we the uh, we had a little photo shoot. We had a photo shoot for the uh, Quicksand Bus
1: sinking. Quicksand bus, which I call it sinking. sinking. Like it's it's a plate says sinking on it, mm-hmm. so we call it sinking. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we had a nice photo shoot for that. Hopefully, that will be coming out soon enough. Um, actually, did a fun thing with that as well. Our buddy. William has this thing called the paddock that happens at a Red Rock Country Club, where all these high-end cars head out there. So we took the bus out there, and he got to put it inside the lobby, yeah, which was, was pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, I was pretty stoked on that. Yeah, because it looked beautiful in there.
0: Well, yeah. I don't want to say I did it first, but you know that that was a, they had a Christmas party at there. Remember, I had my butt. It's just kind of cool to see your car indoors somewhere, especially mm-hmm. at a country club like I had mine at Spanish Trails when they they were doing they were having some hippie party, and I brought the fifty-five bug, which is couldn't be further from a hippie car yeah. and brought the thing in there but it's just kind of cool to see your car inside and then uh when that when the bull run bus was first finished and finley started doing the thing i had it inside finley for like i think a month or something like that but it's just so cool to see your car inside somewhere on display you know what i mean especially yeah. like getting appreciated and and the funny part is like up there at that at that country club it's a lot of posh cats up there and they are like, lots of them and, uh, yeah, if
1: you see the cars that were there, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like, I
0: mean, you're talking like there was McLarens and all kind of all kinds of crazy Wazoo big money cars, but no buses, bro. no ride a bus.
1: Uh, that was pretty much like as uh, it was pretty horrible weather, so the crowd wasn't as big as it normally is. But in inside it, that thing had a crowd around it all the time. Breaking which is pretty nice,
0: that's nice.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a... I mean, the guys talking to me about wanting projects done and this and that. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I need another project. Like, I need a hole in my head. Right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my customers' cars I got now, like, knocked out.
0: Well, that's the crazy part. You know, speaking of which, yeah. segue
1: to the next one. Oh, yeah. So, mm. uh, my customer, Howie DeWitt, picked up some of Jason Fields. He does rare air manufacturing, he reproduces the crotch coolers out there and semaphores and a couple other products I'm pretty sure he's got coming, but super nice guy. As soon as I got him, I reached out to him and let him, like, mm-hmm. hey, my customer picked these up. He sent me to his Facebook page where he shows like how to lay them out and all that good stuff, and uh, they were a really nice product installed beautifully. Um, can't speak highly enough about them. That for anybody that's looking to add crotch coolers to their car, it's it's a really nice touch. And he he gives a very complete kit down to the stainless grills, the stainless trim ring for the interior of the car. Very impressed with it. And then my boy uh, Virgil Boyer, V Boyer seven two two, I think he is on Instagram. Uh, he did a wonderful install on those.
0: Yeah, they look super sharp, man. Even on you know on a I like think the car is a '59 or something, but it's '59 right-hand drive. That's got a good look, dude. I mean, the, those the way they just finished in the metal, they look super, super clean. You guys can check those out on George's Instagram page at the wagon.
1: I think we're gonna be getting we're gonna hit Jason up and and uh, get a set of his semaphores, and we're probably gonna put semaphores in that car as well. We're just breaking all the rules. Yeah, I was just like you know when we put the crotch colors in it. Obviously, they're not year correct, right? And then he mentioned the semaphores. I'm like, hmm, we've already got the crotch coolers in it, so why not add those why, two to make sense? Why too? stop yeah. now?
0: Why stop now, right? Why stop?
1: Just keep so, going.
0: Yeah, there's lots. I mean, there's you know, that's there's so much there's so much to be done to a car, and then there's there's also a fine line when you can overdo it, you know what I mean, where you just do a little too well, much.
1: Along with those crotch coolers came a set of flat four um gravel guards. Yeah. And then I just I had to point out to him, like show him some of the things on it, like anybody who's, who's ever got those platform gravel guards not to say that they're not a nice product but when you're building a car to a certain level you cannot get parts that have pit, like pock marks in the aluminum just a kind of a dull finish ill-fitted like when i put them on the when i put them on the fender they don't follow the contour to it and i was like you know we we i can't junk the car up Not to say that flat force products are junk. I'm not saying that, but I don't want to jump the car up with a bunch of, like, just keep, we keep throwing stuff at it. I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, it was. They, they were they were pretty flimsy looking. Matter of fact, I got to sit here. We're supposed to take that set that's here that I took off Sean's bug. Yeah, I told him I'd check those out and the see how those getting. fit. But you know, I was surprised at how flimsy they were for being original VW stuff. You know, I was thinking the gravel guards would be like a little heavier duty. And the ones I, I thought it, the it,
1: flat fours were like aluminum, like yeah, they're thick like a, aluminum, a heavy piece of aluminum. Not but far, like, like when I put it to the fender, it doesn't have the same contour as the fender. So what fender did they molded off of when they made it? You know, well, like. It doesn't have the same contour. It doesn't have the same corner shape on it. I mean, it's, it yeah. left a lot to be desired. And
0: I, I, that's yeah. why I think, I think a lot of them are. Uh,
1: and my whole thing is also like, I got to drill holes to put those in. Like, l- we have to drill them to the fender. And every place we put a screw in that car is an area for rust to go into because the car's not, it's not going to be a Vegas car. The car is going to Malaysia right. or, or Hong Kong or something like that, some coastal city that rust we actually have to worry about. Like, not like here where. You know, I, I, for instance, my tubs and my bus are raw metal still. Like, I've never even put a coat of primer on them yet. You know, the like, the
0: underside of the wheels.
1: Yeah. No, the top where my seat is. I've never put anything on them. And Inside the cab I'll show you that one day and they were covering rust. I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I should do something about this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably make some sense to do something yeah. with that. So, um, you, you, so, you work, we did the photo shoot, we had the photo shoot for the quicksand bus or the sinking, mm-hmm. and then the uh, bus on display over there. Then you worked on, uh, we got How 59. We Do It 59, mm-hmm. and then
1: I just got in stock. Thank you, Robert Skinner, by the way, for hitting me up on Instagram. The bulkhead for the uh, 65, 66, 67 bus, and we put that in its a new product that's Silver Well Through Primer. Distributed by CIP One, apparently coming from BBT. There's like a lot of hands in that mix. I don't know who the heck is actually making it, but beautiful piece, and it fit. So my understanding so is, nice. is
0: that BBT exclusively has that piece. Like they yeah. made the mold, they did all that kind of stuff. That's my understanding of uh, what's going on with that whole.
1: Well, it came out beautiful. Piece. It um, it installed very nicely. Um, obviously, mod- minor modifications had to be done in other areas to fit it in. Um, but it's something you would have had done even if you're replacing a standard bulkhead.
0: So the bulkhead was cut out of that car?
1: No, it the car the the bus we're working on is a real 21 window and it took an impact on the cargo door side really bad, really bad. Like like we we're we're having to change the inner structure around the doors.
0: And where was you know, where was the main point of impact?
1: Right on the bulkhead and but it went through all the way down the side of the bus because the rear corner was smashed in. The rear luggage compartment. We had to remove that from the vehicle and straighten it and put it back in. I mean, it, it, so it this was bus hit was hit hard. hard, and it was repaired in the '90s. And you're talking in the '90s that bus was worth maybe three thousand dollars. You know,
0: four thousand, maybe. Mm, you know, it depends. But yeah. yeah, it was still it still had some value because somebody put a ton of work into it to get it fit. I mean, it yeah. wasn't the best quality work, but someone you know, literally spent overlap metal, lots of mud. Um, nothing was pulled out, so the bulkhead
1: itself. Was first off riddled with rust on the bottom, like every bulkhead. Um, the two, the, like those pills, the, the that groove on the bottom was just completely blown out with rust. Obviously, impact damage on the dry on the passenger side of it coming in, and just ten thousand holes and dents in it. So I was looking at going, man, we're going to have so much work on that. And here's how here's how the events actually took place. We removed the rear luggage tray from that vehicle. And I swear to God, two weeks later, it was posted up available from silver through well through primer. And like we pulled it, extended areas that were cut out of the car, made new flanges for it, straightened up all the areas that were damaged, and the next week that piece was available to buy. And I was like, unbelievable. <laughs> well, and that same process, we removed the rear engine tray where the gas tank sits. Yeah. And had to do the same thing there. Once yeah, again, impact damage. Mean. It was so we pull that part out and fix it and repair it. And within three weeks, that piece is available. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like all these parts that we're putting all this time and effort into are like popping up. So then they put a post up that that piece was going to be available, the bulkhead. Mm-hmm. And that was in April last year, by the way. Oh, so April like, last year. Let
0: me, let me just wait. Yeah. So I
1: send a text to my customer. I'm like, hey, we've got a lot of time and effort in repairing these pieces. And now they're available to purchase. And I don't want to make the same mistake on this bulkhead. I said, uh, this piece is coming out. It's going to be available you know I'd really prefer to put a fresh piece of metal in there instead of a bunch of reworked old stuff and the customer agreed with me so we ripped it out of the car we saved it but we still ripped it out of the car flash forward a year later like on my post I put you wouldn't believe how long we're waiting on this piece we waited a year for that piece and uh well worth it though well worth it the 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 fit and finish is just beautiful
0: yeah I mean it's it it makes such a difference and that's and it's part of the Problem that part of the decision making aspect of when you're restoring a car is like, do we go with the original metal or do we use the reproduction piece? And you know, the, the quality plays a big part in that, but also time and money too. I you think know? I think with the
1: silver weld through,
0: <clears throat> the
1: pieces are coming out of Taiwan. I think their manufacturing is just it's it, it's much better. I'm not saying in Taiwan. I'm saying just the the fact of the time that it's being made mm-hmm. now, with the ability of 3D scanning. And to take apart something original and do a full three scan, and then you can make a mold off of that. Like a, a machine makes the mold. You don't have somebody right. hand, like like not a, not a not a doggone classic fab, but they got some dude making that mold. You know what I mean? He's trying to get it close to what the original is. I think they're more precise um, because this piece fit, and and I'll ask Virgil just to confirm this. But I'm I saw minimum modifications done to it going into the car. You know where most of the time when we get a piece of metal. It's not odd to have to put a completely new lip on it, you know. Like yeah. the lip is put in the wrong wrong part, and you're like, "Oh great, we get to cut that and seam it the whole way down." Yeah, the worst to make part it fit into this is then you know. explaining
0: to the customer, "Like, well, we waited for a new piece of metal, but it still needed to be yeah. completely fabricated yeah. to be put in."
1: And that is a bummer, and it's a reality of it. And, and you know, and
0: I went down to that. You know, I, I've been down to the factory where they distribute that metal, mm-hmm. and the guys in Taiwan that make that—they're also the same guys that have been making tons and tons of Chevy quarter panels and steel and replacement yeah. metal for Camaros and Mustangs and all that stuff for, for years. So the, the, they have some, uh, they definitely have the, um, skill set to make it. The, I mean, and these are all multi-ton press machines, yeah. which I'm sure that everybody got to see when they were down there in uh, in, in Taiwan when that big group of people from hobby was went down to Taiwan. But, um, you know, the, there's the, the, the standard of quality has definitely been increased down there in Taiwan sure. versus what people were used to. And and the issue is, you know, they're able to manufacture those things down there because, you know, their labor cost is substantially less than ours. Plus the automation though. I don't
1: think there's a lot of labor cost in that. I think once still, they get the tooling. I think,
0: I think it's it's still pretty old school. It's just big, huge presses and they're not yeah. automated presses. These are dudes and they're loading sheet yeah, metal into they presses. They probably
1: put a piece in there like
0: that um,
1: what is his name? Bangdok Thailand or something like that. He manufactures a lot of little parts. He does a lot of stuff that uh, Bully Driver Steelworks sells. But he was showing they're making the Type 34 headlight ring now. And it's literally like a guy and a girl putting a piece on a mold, and it does the first press. Mm-hmm. And then they take it to the next one. <laughs> like their hand putting these things in yeah. looks super unsafe. Like people's fingers are on the way when they're holding well, it in place. Like dude I was like, got fired Yeah, I was <laughs> can only
0: count the nine now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a little different on the on the labor scale over there because the process is still, it's still a more traditional process that was more like what they did back when this stuff was manufactured brand new. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Volkswagen plant, the, some of those videos from the Mexico plant, it's just a flat piece of sheet metal just goes in and it presses mm-hmm. the inner roof and the outer roof and then they tack everything together, but you know, that's the good part about this. You know, when I went to that junkyard, I, I did a little video when I went to that junkyard in Pahrump where this guy was like, there's 10 acres. No one's ever been in here before. And I got a phone call on it and Skinner was in on the deal and all this stuff. And so I went up there, put some eyes on it. I talked to Skinner and we're, you know, I roll out here and I'm looking at it and I, I, I just go out there and it's like, so excited to see what's in this junkyard. I did a little video like, hey, guys, I'm about to enter this junkyard. I didn't bother putting a video together because it was like Disappointment Island when I got there. And it was like the coolest, the oldest thing that they had was a 63 Bug. And that 63 Bug had, was off the pan. It was a rag top. And everything else, I think they had a total of like 12 or 13 Volkswagens. And a bunch of them were like every type, Every no, excuse me, there was no type. There was one type three square back. The windows were shot out of it. And then, and it was a 68 or 69. And then it had, there was, um, every gear they had, they had two low light gears that were made convertibles in the junkyard. So someone hacked the roofs off of them. And I mean, like these things were just cut up beyond comprehension. And I'm kind of trying to get a vibe from the guy of what he wants for everything. And I'm like, I got to be honest with you, man, this is a ton of work to get these cars out of here. Now he had two buses, right? So he had one bus that the bulkhead was chopped out of and it was a i'm pretty sure it was a 13 window bus and he had a single cab and this guy's like yeah that truck over there that's worth ten thousand dollars at least and i'm just like oh yeah no it's not like it's it's ten like he wanted ten thousand for that he had the guy had two buses and he had a bunch of other just miscellaneous volkswagens and it was like he says to me well you know that sheet metal is worth a ton i said they remanufacture everything yeah. matter of fact cars. there's a website that sells that entire single
1: for $17,000 <laughs> well,
0: and he goes well yeah but you know nothing's better than the original steel I'm like yeah no. brand new steel is <laughs> well no it's like it's like not in today's like in, in today's world it's not like you're buying stuff it's not like you're getting stuff from uh, JC Whitney you know so there's uh there's a there's a lot of a lot of that aspect where people think like, oh, there's nothing better than an original piece and sometimes it's so much easier and faster just to get a, a reproduction piece and make it work if it's decent quality and and with the sheet metal, there's so much that goes into making the sheet metal that, you know, there's not two people making all the sheet metal. No. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to the bus stuff. Like everybody's like, oh, well, this guy's making it and that guy's making it and this guy's making it and i um, hey guys, it's just one guy making all of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, the, well, you do have Gerson well, the classic. You pack, have Ger- Gerson's and different. And then
1: you got Silver well through. was Silver well through. anybody who's got silver metal, it's all coming from the same plan.
0: Right. And Everyone. And the, uh, like Gerson, for example, which I need to get Gerson on the podcast, yeah, man. He'd be a good I, I, I got to get him on just so we could talk about, I mean, what possesses a dude to go to Columbia and start making reproduc- reproduction bus panels and stuff because that's a huge undertaking and yeah. a, a big risk in the market. And on hats something. off to
1: him because he really did. Um, he, yeah. He really started the type 2 restoration thing, you know, because yeah, he, there was no metal to get. It he, was he, just like if you didn't have a good donor car, you were screwed. So, yeah. he he's really an innovator in our scene, I would say he'd be a good get on the podcast.
0: Yeah, no, we'll definitely I'd definitely reach out to him cuz I'd love to get I'd love to get his story and uh, what possessed a dude to to do that cuz that's a that's a pretty big deal, you know, to go on uh and take that undertaking and his connections in Colombia. Be interesting just to hear the behind the scenes about that and that trial and error because that's a that that's just so much work. So yeah, um, that'll be something we'll be looking for in the future coming up here. And then I got a text from a boy Kiki Du Bois from uh, Volkswagen Magazine, in, independent photographer, and uh, oh boy, hit me up on WhatsApp. We crossed paths a little bit ago, and um, he hit me up and sent me uh sent me a few pictures of his of his uh, Camaro. So, you know, he's a big Camaro guy. And when I went to France, you know, coolest thing ever was he picks me up at the end of the Metro in a Copo Camaro, uh, which is a central office parts ordered car um, or production order. Uh, Copo Camaro were the ones that were like, you could order the car stripped down with nothing but a huge motor, solid solid lifter, big motor, four speed, like rock crusher trans and like dog dish hubcap. So... He did a, a full recreation. So it's interesting to see a photographer that's actually, because by trade, Kiki's a painter, mm-hmm. you know? And I told him, I said, dude, we need to get Automotive you on. Automotive painter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what he did for work. And so I said, man, I got to get you on the podcast. Like, oh, no, my English is not so good. I'm like, dude, you got to get you on here anyway. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because we haven't seen Kiki in a few years. He used yeah. to come over quite a bit. So hopefully he'll be here when things open up. And speaking about things opening up, um, we're, I, 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 we got to head to a show, man. I mean, uh It's been – I'm trying to think of the last show we went to. Octo. Um, Yeah, Octo's the last show we went to. And uh, Octo's a different show. Octo's like a half-day event. You know what I mean? It's like you show up, and it's more of an event for us, like doing the drives doing all that kind of stuff. But we've got – I just read the details on the Kelly Park show, and that says they're going to do it late summer or early fall. So that – we'll still get to go to Kelly Park. Yeah. And I'm trying to track down – It'll just be a little warmer. I've sent a message to Mark Merrill – um, we wanted to the podcast with um, uh, Lloyd Key. He's boys with Mark. Gave me Mark's number, and I texted him. I said, "Hey, Mark, this is Bill." Because Mark Merrill's got that huge collection. I'd love to mm-hmm. get into his information. There's a couple guys I'm trying to get on. I'm trying to get Mark Merrill on. I'm trying to get Eric Eric Meyer on, who uh, who's old school VW guy who used to. He's the guy that had simple shoes, so that was oh, his yeah. company. And I want to talk to him because he's kind of leveled up since then. But I, I want to get into like my understanding was you know, he used to work at Vision at Vision Streetwear and some stuff like that. So um there's there's quite a few people I'm chasing for the podcast. And uh hopefully we'll get some of those people. But you know, when the when the the other thing is like when the podcast gets seen at the shows, it gets more recognition and uh that's what I'm looking forward to. So I think the first thing we're planning ahead to is um is that Madera spring fling. Yeah. So hopefully that's still going to happen and we'll hit that Madera spring fling and uh, check that dude out. Because
1: if I can convince the owner. We'll be bringing uh, that sinking bus up there.
0: Bro, I got a trailer. 10-4. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which one you want? Indoor outdoor trailer? Indoor. I got one them both, together. I got them both. Dude, like bro, you just put some duct tape over those holes on the inside. You'd be just fine. But I'd love to... Uh, and, if, and if we're going to end up taking that trailer, it gives me about a month or so to get the inside stuff welded up on it and then also get the outside wrapped real huge with a big let's talk dubs logo on it. You know, that'd be legit show yeah. up with the let's talk dubs logo mega trailer, dude. And, uh, yeah. Cause that's a long haul. dude. It's a seven hour drive one way. And I would drive home after the show, you know? So yeah. I had to take a Monday off, but, um, you know, you never know. It's, it's just been so long. So they say that, uh, the classic, uh, not Classic Weekend, but Prado is going to be happening. That's I guess that's what everything's kind of tentative right now. But I got to set my dates up for the for sures, and the other for sure that's supposed to happen is the uh, Sacramento Bugarama. So that'll be cool. That's supposed to be happening. So, uh, and and it could be one of the last ones that's <clears throat> that's held there because rumor is they're going to be they're, they're talking about closing the uh, closing the drag strip over there. So. Once that dude's closed, uh, no more drag races at that stuff. But hopefully, uh, you know, that that stuff will open up. And interestingly enough, <clears throat> you know, there's things that I can't talk about that I'm privy to right now that that people will know about within the next month or so. But I'd love to tease them because it's just it's just uh it's cool that I know and you don't. But um <laughs> but there's there's also another phone call I had earlier today with someone who was uh, was talking about um co-oping with somebody on an existing outfit and really kind of kind of building something up to be pretty big which could be which could be huge and, and I think if it takes place I will reference this podcast and let you know that's what I was talking about. Because if it takes place and it's and it's done right, it's gonna be something that would be um it would be something that would be industry changing. So uh, but I'll let you guys know if that takes place. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff working in the background, um, and there's all kinds of stuff that's happening in the scene right now. Like lots of different, you know, you got. I just saw just the other day that guy, uh, and and it's a hot button subject, right? The what is it, vintage vintage Volkswagens or vintage vintage V Dubs, vintage V Dubs, Bruce or Bruce. vintage V Dubs? Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a he had some AR arm beam that I just saw. Mm-hmm. on his instagram for a bus and it was like $7,500 or something like that mm-hmm. it's like a mustang two one yeah i'm not sure what the what the story is on it but it seems kind of it seems kind of pricey 7,500 bucks for front beam i think it's like 9,600 bucks for that red nine one no it? red nine's 20 2,500 bucks no ever. yes i was gonna buy one it was the like, uk it was like three thousand dollars dude uh-huh uh-huh no way well, maybe that's why they didn't answer my email, bro, because I, I clicked. Hey, ready to get that $3,000 beam? I clicked buy it now. And, A wagon's uh, West is more expensive and, and then No, that. dude.
1: That's, I'm telling you, yeah. It's, it, um, the Red 9 was about nine to $8,000, if I remember correctly. No, bro. So
0: it was not. I'm telling you, I was going to buy one. And, uh, it's Red 9 Engineering or something like that. Red 9 Engineering UK. We'll see. But, um, but speaking of that, you know, everybody know and i'm not sure if i meant i'm pretty sure I mentioned it but we don't know how much detail I get into it but i did order one of those hydraulic setups I didn't yeah, need Deepin it in motorsports didn't need it but i ordered it so uh you know I want to uh you know my thought process is like that's gonna be the best thing to to get yeah it's 2650 euros bro that's like two dollars for what read uh, for a wishbone split bus beam 2950 euro 250 Euro, to so. eighty-five
1: cents cents to a euro right now because yeah. I just looked
0: up a set of. It's uh, almost it's it's almost even money. So like like I said, it's three grand, but three grand doesn't come with the steering. And and now they got the guys bringing them out of Brazil too. So some of those uh, the Ilmore uh, ones are coming up that out comes of Brazil. With steering. There's a rack right in front of it. There's a rack, but there's no. You need you need the whole steering adapter. You know, like the the ninety degree piece that I'm getting with my. Well, Eagle you got to buy his setup kit. probably. Well, no, it doesn't have an option for it. It says you need to get our bolt-on kits to your <laughs> chassis replaced because that's beans. what Scott has on his double cab is the creative engineering. Uh, but that's only a half rack. That's only like it's oh, like a true. half rack, and so the pro- the problem with that is they're still you know bumpster. from my, my my conversation with Ryan is they still has still uses the factory pitman arm, mm-hmm. and it's so there's, there's like slopping that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll bolt in. Using modified late base spindles, need it fitting, get it fitted right, we can do this. Yeah, it was uh it was yeah, so that that from that's what I'm saying. That that beam that uh that you know uh Bruce has got over there is Bruce. But is it complete?
1: I don't go know. go to Bruce's and so we could see it because you gotta compare apples to apples. Yeah. Does that? it have brakes on it? I mean, is it like a end-to-end beam? I'm pretty sure it is. It has brakes, rotors, bearings.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, my point is that I'm bringing all this stuff up is there's a lot of innovation going on yeah. right now in the uh in the VW scene and um you know, it's just like what uh what's going to be the next new thing, you know? And it's like how many different you know the thing I was thinking about the other day, how many different versions of how many different versions of front suspension and front brakes can you see? I mean, you've got the stuff you from, got
1: standard beam
0: but you've you got, got a arm, right? But you've got stuff from, uh, you know, all vintage V dubs over here. He's doing what he's doing. Yeah, native wagons west. Native wagons, wagons You got west. Mike at
1: Dubfab doing what he's doing. You got, I mean, there, yeah, there's a ton of people That's doing. That's what I'm it. saying. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. This, this is crazy. There's so much. There's so much, so much product available. And I'm, I'm on, old boy site. Yeah, seventy three hundred bucks for a so new. Click-click. I'm clicking on it, bro. It's full a arm for front suspension. Full 4 to, to 6 lovers
1: and 9 it looks like
0: 944 or, or some sort of 944 it style break. It looks really really super similar to the what, what's that bottom piece there? This is the the yoke that it go that, oh. that it goes on. So it, What does it look similar to? It looks real similar to like the the Imore setup that they have, but What's Imore? The, the Brazilian one? Yeah, the Brazilian one, but it's a little bit different and it's it looks like they're getting it from somewhere. Because it's in a crate, it's manufactured. So maybe he's shipping it out that way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's got uh, you know, it's just a. It's an interesting setup, but I think Kevin McCain's bringing one to the market too. He's making some a, a, he, some a arm front suspension. Yeah. Well, the guy that did it is the guy in Texas. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he's the guy that did it with a single cab, and uh, he he took the Mustang. Well, two I think that's pretty dang clean. Yeah yeah i got it bro but it's seven thousand dollars seven thousand versus three thousand dollars i see a rack there i wonder if it comes with whatever's going to connect that to it well i don't know i don't see it that's what i'm saying read what do we got there's
1: words on the right
0: Well, it's cal- caliper options and select the year uh, 62. That doesn't really matter.
1: Does he mention what you have to do for steering?
0: Uh, our, our Elite Front ARM suspension it gives you full adjustable ride height and ride comfort, also with the Wilwood Best Brake set for multi pattern brakes. Uh, narrower at wide 5, an inch and a quarter narrower than stock with 5130 kit, also includes mass cylinder. New rack and pinion steering with new box and steering column so yeah so, yeah i mean it's pretty complete still
1: so when you're comparing that red nine one it didn't have brakes on it and it didn't have a way to connect that steering so if you're three thousand dollars in that beam you're going to be another 1500 bucks into a front brake kit and then you'll be into that steering column at a thousand bucks so
0: yeah So it's all relative but there's my, my point of bringing this up there's a lot of new stuff coming out to the market yeah um i mean how many different types of drop spindles do you see, guys? Drop plates and yeah, I mean tons of them. And then narrowed, narrowed, uh, narrowed arms, which I think I might do for the Type Three. You know my uh, yeah, the Type Thirty Four gear might do a set of narrowed front uh, from Russ front spindle front the front trailing arms. Yeah, from Russ. Russ does those narrowed front trailing mm-hmm. arms. So yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, and it's so funny. Like you know the the VW has been. The VW has been out for, geez, I don't know how long. I mean, you know, people have modified them for fifty years now, and uh, it just ne- even today in twenty twenty one, there are still people developing brand new stuff yeah. for it. And I think, you know, I start to think thinking, we have a strong
1: aftermarket. Like,
0: well, but but look at it. The aftermarket is not just the aftermarket. There's forty six different layers of aftermarket you can go to. Case in point, the text message that I just got right now. Is my boy John from Outfront Motorsports? So he's like the leading guy in Subaru stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring him on to talk about Subaru conversions and like let's Does talk he about do su- the- Subaru yeah, conversions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm excited to get him on because w- the crazy part is I got a job for him. Then I had my I had my Subaru conversion. I had my Subaru Sandrail down at his place. He tuned it and did some stuff for me. Maybe. I need to get with Brian and, and pick up
1: that motor and trans he has maybe. and then go talk to that dude maybe, about bro. making it turboed and and he does that, right? Like he, make, he hops them oh, up, yeah, right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, dude. He does it. Well, so John has done the – he's been doing Subaru conversions since 2000. So 20 years he's been doing Subaru yeah. conversions. And he started in the VW scene. So I'm, I'm really excited to get – to reach out to him. And interestingly enough – He's like a friend of a really good friend of mine, and like they grew up together in Southern California. So, um, you know, I reached out to him. If you meet him, he's a busy dude. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you met Jim Barbeau or you meet some of these people and they're just super busy. They're Kurt. They don't don't seem super friendly, but. Yeah, they're Kurt.
1: You're getting to the point. Hang on, I got stuff to do. What do you need? (laughs) Right, right. Sometimes
0: I'm that way when people
1: call me, like, yeah, what do you need?
0: So I hit him up and I'm stoked to see he just texts me back and he's like, uh, he says, hey, what's the earliest I can talk to you? You know, give you a call and we can chat about whatever. So I'm pretty excited about that because I really want to get the whole rundown. I mean, it is going to, it's going to be a, a a real long version podcast about let's let's talk about Subaru conversions. Let's talk about why Subaru conversions. Let's talk about the best EFI. Let's talk about the best uh, conversion plates. And he sells a ton of stuff for it, so I'm excited. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's just a, it's an unstoppable world of like. If you decided George tomorrow like you were just going to do Subi conversions, mm-hmm. let's just say hypothetically like you're just converting existing Volkswagens to Subaru or electric, what just electric. converting them. Yep. I'm just saying whatever you decided to do. If you decided to do it, you'd be unbelievably busy. Yeah. You know, no matter what you do, there's there's not enough people doing that kind of workmanship anymore to 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 finish these cars the way people want them, and there's a, I think there's more people that want them than people that are in their garage doing them. I saw a post,
1: um, some, some VW shop closed down and, you know, there, there are posts posting up like, Oh, another, another old VW shop goes down and blah, blah, And then I saw a couple of VW shop owners chiming in like Ronnie and Busterations, you know, like it's like, it's kind of a thankless job. It really yes. is. You know, people complain about the prices, but who else is going to do that work on that vehicle? Right. You know? Um, uh, and then. The youth of today. I've had so many young kids in that shop to help me, and it doesn't stick with any one of them. You well, know, I, t- it's I told just you I doesn't got, what they want to do.
0: My my friend's kid said they were ready to move down here to work at your hey, shop. friend's
1: kid. If you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. I'm looking <laughs> for I'm looking for an assistant, but I need someone who's reliable. Right. I I swear to you, every person I have hired, minus my metal man. Mm-hmm calls in on me every week once a week every week once a week sometimes twice a week and i i don't need anybody else like that so well, if if you're listening friend <laughs> friend
0: son if yeah. that's
1: you don't bother talking to me
0: well that's the thing you get this you, you get this uh youth of today where they're kind of like Oh, I got food poisoning. I'm like, i never met as an employer. Yeah. Until you're an employer of people, you've never met so many people that get food poisoning. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, bro. I had some food poisoning one time when I went out to the sand dunes. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed me a little quesadilla out of the back of some dude's trunk. Mm. And the sour, trunk cr- <laughs> food. the sour cream was super milky. And I was like, nah. A little was, more. A little more. <laughs> <other place. laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, dude. I've never had I one day at the sand dunes eating out of a Explosive. dude's trunk. No, bro, no. I had stomach, I had food poisoning, bro. Like, mm. I'm, t- I'm not lying. I'm laying in bed, groaning, and I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, this is not even a joke anymore. Like, I literally felt like somebody was sitting on my stomach, like that, like pressure, right? I go to the, I go to the ER, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you've got food poisoning. I'm like, there is no dude that's ever worked for me that's had food poisoning, because I was not going back yeah. to work the next. Like, I would, I mean, I was in pain, and I was hurting for like, three four days after that's when that, they call you like yeah i don't know what it is yeah. man something i ate i just no. ain't green with me bro food poison no joke <laughs> like legit food poison dude bad news and they gave me like two things to try to yak it up they're like we'll give you this little cocktail and make you get it all out and i'm like i don't know dude what's it called Epicap syrup or
1: something yeah like, epicac.
0: but yeah they tried to give me that plus something else and it was bro it was a it was a miserable night for me so yeah, I don't really I have a hard time believing people with food poison you know what I mean I'm sure somebody gets a little upset in the stomach or gets gets himself a case of the sharts. but yeah you know what can you do but uh yeah there's there's lots coming up on the podcast I mean I've got uh we got a podcast coming up with Pip Hancock I've got uh I've got we got quite a bit of good podcast coming up so I would really
1: want, like the uh round table with Tory the other day I yeah Tori
0: Tori Tor, uh, Tor and Bob Daniels we had him on there do, do a little 80s thing and the 80s thing is is raging and it's so crazy as much as the 80s thing is raging it's like I, as i start i switch gears i start talking to the guy I start talking about the Subi conversion and i keep thinking like i want a Subi conversion my square back i want to, su- you know like a, i just want to get it done but it's one more thing i don't well, have time to do Well, the car
1: is the appreciation of them um you know like for instance chop rod if you know you know right you know um so you see that car, and it and it and it strikes something inside of you, and that's why you like it. But you still want the newer, more advanced, mm-hmm. faster, better technology. So that's why I mean, and that's the great thing is you can have the best of both worlds. You can still do the uh, the eighties retro stuff because that car is already built. It's not like you're building another car, and then still do the Subi conversion in that square. I yeah. think you really should. No, and I talked to your boy there at Out Front. I'm and going have him to. do it. And well, I definitely make it turbo. Like it's we're, gotta be turbo. Well, that's
0: that's the thing I was thinking. There's this big viral video, and I'm gonna talk to him about that. There's a huge viral video that came out with I'm sure you've seen it, it's the girl in the the girl who's uh sitting on a bug and she's like it's a five hundred horsepower bug. And uh this chick, this this gal used to drive monster trucks, and it's funny because a a friend of mine knows her, and then he's like, Oh, yeah, did you see my friend? She did that video on the Subaru stuff and we're talking, and I'm like, yeah, and, and here's this Subaru that's got, th- this Super Beetle that's got a full-blown Subaru setup in it, like 575-ruble horse, and it's just donkey power. But I was talking, I was chatting for a few minutes today with Pip, and you guys will know Pip Hancock because Pip Hancock had the, uh, he had the green, green, right? The square back was yeah. green that was had an airbag front end, and it was kind of a real different-looking square back, and then he had the 49 cable brake uh, split window with the gold, urcos on it so that's where you'll know pip hancock from he's also the the singer for uh guanabats and uh he's i mean he's got a ton of he's got a ton of history i mean he's a trials rider where they take those motorcycles with the low slung seats mm-hmm. and they like bunny hop on stuff and all. i mean guy's done a, all kinds of stuff he's so, done a little bit of everything yeah it's gonna be a good that's gonna be a good podcast coming up but the reason why he i slept bring on him the on, floor of our hotel room in the 90s <laughs> oh did he when he bought
1: bill Frostbug. He brought it up there.
0: No, we. So I talked about him. I talked to him about that today. He says, yeah. "Well, do you know?" He says, "You probably know a guy named Bill Frost." I'm like, "Yeah, I know Bill Frost." He's yeah. like, "I bought his oval." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I knew Bill."
1: He bought the. He bought after Carlos painted that one polar silver, mm-hmm. and it was clean, super clean. Yeah, he
0: bought Bill Frost oval. It was on the cover of uh, v, uh, Volksworld. After he sold it to us, some guy in England, he sold some yeah. guy in England. But we're talking today, because he, Pip flips a few cars, stuff like that, when he's not out touring, which obviously nobody's doing right now, or he's not making yeah. money with any of that. He flips cars and whatever, but he had bought a late model squareback that had a Subi conversion, and he just got, he got rid of it a little bit ago. And we just, we chatting for a few minutes about that. And he says, man, I got to be honest with you, that's the best car I had. He says, like, it's just great power. It was just, yeah. it was just like a, a perfect deal. And I think if you could get, you know, that's the hard thing. It's like, is there is there a shop where you could take it to and get a seventy five hundred dollar conversion? Because there's one place that that was that was up in the Pacific Northwest somewhere that was doing the conversions, and so he was telling me they're like thirty thousand dollars for a conversion.
1: Usually it's about a ten. I think it's like ten or eleven stuff. if you go on. Um, um go uh, Westy. I think it's go yeah. Westy. They talk about their conversions mm-hmm. on there. I think it is. Um, but, and I was talking to Wolf it, locally. He's a VW shop guy. He's done a conversion or two. And he's saying, you know, total cost involved if you're having a shop do it. It's close to like 12000 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a ton well, of work.
0: Well, listen, but if you take it to – and in the same respect, if you take it to a shop, you should get it trouble-free when you're done.
1: Well, you go to Ace uh, Ace Engines uh, – what the heck is it? It's right, Ace if, Performance, you go, yeah. if you go to Ace Performance, Stefan there, you know, for his turnkey motor mm-hmm. with – and also make make sure you're paying attention to how much stuff comes with that. It's a full oil system everything, but you're 12000 bucks into his engine too. So that's just the engine – if you were to do the conversion, spend twelve to fifteen thousand doing it for a Subaru motor that's gonna have three hundred horsepower factory, like factory reliably horse but that kind of horsepower, I think you're still ahead of the game. Yeah. I mean you know, obviously you got a lot more mods to do there with um with uh adding a radiator and all that goodness to it.
0: Well, but I think if you're if you're if your goal is like I wanna I want a VW to daily drive. I'm going to daily drive it, and like mm-hmm. I want like daily driver, and I want air conditioning, and I want everything like that. In my opinion, that would be the ticket if you could yeah. pull that. If you could pull that move off, <coughs> I mean, that would be the way to go. But
1: I'm going to have to uh, step in one day for an LS motor for my truck.
0: Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. George, George, I, I, we had a, we had one of my listeners co- hit me up on Instagram. He's like, "Yeah, I knew I liked George because." He had a he had the element and I had an element or you know you guys were yeah. having element brothers moment for a minute and then I was like oh he just got rid of the element to get the uh, the old two thousand Chevy with the LS in it the, the single cap short, short, short bed yeah it's getting trendy George just getting trendy I like it love that truck already. no they're nice little tra- listen bro I don't want to say I started the trend hey, with, the, I with ride, the Tahoe I
1: started watching Hot Rod Garage all crazy now every time they mm-hmm. mess with an LS I'm mm-hmm. watching it like what what are they doing <laughs> oh, I'll tell you it? what you, you see Lucky's Chevelle and they did that Whipple charger on it. I am going to start pigeonholing money away for a $7,000 supercharger kit because it's so sick. Bro, so I'm sick. telling you
0: right now, that, but as far as car shows go on TV, that's one of my favorite car shows. The Because the personality to host, it's good. You're talking
1: about the, the Hot Tony Rod, Angelo and the Tony Lucky, Angelo, Lucky Costa. Yep, yeah, because the first Costa. season of it with Mike Finnegan and, and Dave Freiberger, I was like, eh.
0: No, the, yeah. but, but I like with, them on Roadkill. Yeah, yeah, they're great. But on They're great on
1: Roadkill. But Hot Rod Garage, I like I like the Tony and 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 Lucky yeah. dynamic better. It's it's a good show. I mean, Tony's a sick driver, as is Lucky. Yeah. Like when he does those those things when, with with uh, Roadkill and whatnot. Yeah, I really enjoy those guys.
0: Yeah, it's a, the, there, there's some good there's some good car content out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's tons of stuff. One of the sad thing is uh, we just got the uh, Hot VWs issue uh, here that's got uh, Bruce Myers' car in the cover um it's got one of the, how one awesome of the is
1: that that he that you got to do this podcast like I, I was as soon as i saw he passed i'm like i'm so glad that he did the podcast yeah. because no one i mean we all know he wasn't stoked about what happened to him right because when they did that thing in france like word got around that he wasn't stoked to be there and all that good stuff right. you know but you didn't know why you didn't know where 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 did the animosity come from what was his deal and you heard right there like yeah, you, you yeah.
0: know to hear the story from the man himself so my only from regret the, from the my regret mouth. is I you know I sent him some shirts and stuff and I was planning to go down there because I had a friend that was having surgery and he was gonna be down there in San Diego he's like I'm, I am rented a big house come down and hang out and then I was like yeah cool I'll go down I mean I'll find some time to go down and this was last year February before COVID and Bruce was like man if you come down here man come out to the house come check out the shop come do all the stuff and I was just like I should have went out there to do that cuz yeah. just it's just so cool to meet a legend like a guy yeah, who did yeah. a guy who did so much for the hobby. You know, I mean, when you're looking at like from what he did with the dune buggy and what happened with the dune buggy, yeah. you know, you know the starting of the Manx to you know the beginning of the Mexican 1000 to all those things that were that were Kickoffs from that to even the guys that worked for him building the Manx yeah. that then started making Baja kits when they met Gary Emery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I'm all cool. Gary, did I give you your shirt? Mm-mm. Oh, I got Emery huh. Motorsports shirt for you, bro. Bro, don't look at it. Hopefully right it's here. an XL. Bro, it's an XL, bro. He he brought it for me. I said, yeah, bro, it's not gonna fit, dude. I'm Don't a worry, builder. it'll fit my brother. I'm a bodybuilder, dude. But then my boy Gary, shout out to Gary Emery, he sent me a double X shirt. So. All right. So I Good got a man. double X Good long man. sleeve Emery Motorsports shirt. And my bro George has one too, dude. Does I got a bro. long sleeve? Long sleeve, baby. Oh, yeah. Who gets hooked up, dude? Best thing ever happened was you be born after me. Man, I'm so <laughs> lucky. <laughs> well, I think we uh, kind of covered it with the with the BS and the nonsense this week. I know uh, um, I did want to uh, just... I talked a little bit about the dune buggy stuff and I kind of got on this kick where I got on the internet and I started looking at um like dune buggy, uh, kit cars and pictures and stuff like that. And so I bought this whole group of magazines of hot rod magazine. Um, after my podcast with Gary, uh, Gary Emery, I started really kind of digging into a little bit of the, the, the off-road scene, the Baja, because th- that's when it made sense to me that, you know the same guys that were making the fiberglass dune buggy started night shifting and making the the fiberglass baja kits off of what they modeled off of his car, and I just thought it was so cool how all that part of that history just kind of, it's like all the guys in the neighborhood and this guy did that and that guy did this and and th- and, and and it was at the beginning of something that was just such a huge scene. You know the VW scene was just so huge and like takes a village, and yeah. it
1: shows you there like this guy had the idea. These guys had the capability. This guy owned the shop to do it, like mm-hmm. it, you know, and it, and it came to fruition. It's pretty yeah, awesome.
0: It's it's super cool. And that's that's the thing. I, I mean, I can't say enough how much I love this hobby, man. And, and you know, even when I, like I said, doing the doing the podcast with half the guys that I know that I've met through, you know, going to shows and seeing them over and over and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting out this year, getting to some shows. First one we will be at it's going to be at Madera Spring Fling. So shout out to the guys at Madera Spring Fling. And that is going to be on the, oh, I'll hog up some time here and see where that's going to be. But I'm pretty certain it's in April. I think you said April 18th. Let me take a look. It was the week, uh, April 25th, uh, the 26th annual Madera Spring Fling in Madera, California. Um, just for the limited due to COVID-19 Spring Fling 26. So it says it's limited, but we're going to be out there. We'll be out there. You'll see two booths out there. You'll see the wagon, and you'll see uh, Let's Talk Doves right next to each other. And uh, we will, uh, our plan is to be out there. So we're going to be out there, uh, say say what's up to some people that are some listeners to the podcast, and uh, we'll be selling stickers and shirts and all that fun stuff. So if you guys want to check it out, come by and see us. That's where we'll be, hopefully, if that doesn't get canceled. And then uh, after that, I think is going to be, the um the next one is gonna be the end of May, which it's gonna be what is it? What is it? End of May. Is it Labor Day or Memorial Day?
1: I believe it's Labor Day.
0: Bug Where Where is it? No, that's gonna be Memorial Day. Yeah. I don't know my I don't I don't know my dates. So um but anyway, we'll see. they they're gonna be doing that Bug O Rama this year, so that is uh Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Labor Day's in the fall, Memorial Day is in, in the uh in the summertime. So that'll be the next one we're gonna be at it's Memorial after Day. Thirty first. Is it Memorial Day, right? Labor Memorial Day is the thirty first. Thirty first of May? Yeah, so when's that show? Yeah, so it's a month later. So this one's the eight the thirty first of May. This one's the eighteenth the 20, 22nd of April. Hold on. Where is it? Twenty fifth April twenty fifth. Well, where are we at now? We're in March, right? Yes, yeah, so we yeah. got plenty of time. We got, time. we got time to get stuff handled. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, you guys want to meet us out there, whatever. Hit us up. Hit me up on my uh, email or Instagram, and uh, let me know if you guys are going to be out there. Let's maybe do a meetup and uh, see some of the listeners out there. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do something something cool for the listeners, because I know we're planning on getting there a little bit early. I guess to do a camp out the Saturday night before. Um so that's that's the plan. Saturday or Friday night before, but we'll get a little more details on it on the next podcast. George, see anything? Uh, anything you wanted to leave leave him out with? Anything we didn't talk about?
1: Nothing I can think of, my man. All right, bro. Well,
0: George got George on my bases. George just a simple man drives a GMC short Listen, bed. Listen, <laughs> I'm just a simple man <laughs> drives a single cab GMC short bed pickup truck.
1: I'm just a man. He's like drives a f- drives a. Uh, Chevy truck. <laughs>
0: just a Chevy truck guy.
1: Actually, GMC. We all know GMC is a little better. So.
0: Right. A little, just a cut above. It is. Just a cut above. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the nonsense, the nonsensical talk about uh, the wonderful hobby of the Volkswagens. And if you guys want to get a shout out on the podcast, make sure you leave a review on Apple iTunes. If you want a letter read... And you want to write to Dear Abby, Dear George, or Dear Bill, hit us up at BillLet'sTalkDubs.com. Send us some listener emails. We'll read the listener emails online next time we do a roundtable. And give me your feedback if you guys think what we're saying is right, wrong, whatever you think. Just shoot us an email. Or keep it to yourself either yeah. way. unless <laughs> you got something negative to say? once you save that? No, I'm just kidding. Whatever it is. Hit us up. And uh, until next week, guys. Well, I hope you like that podcast. Uh, we definitely have fun when we do those podcasts. One more shout out, Toto Trones, out of Norway. Hit me up on Facebook. He says, "Hey Bill, I love your pod. Here are some of my earlier present, earlier and present rides." He's been in the VW scene for thirty five years, and uh, passing the fever on to his son. So, Toto, you are my dog in Norway. Shout-out to my boys in Norway. Shout-out to my people all around the world. I appreciate you guys. I do it for the love. Until next week, cats, we got more podcasts coming up. So don't forget, share the podcast with all your friends. See you guys next week. Later. A a nice station wagon